0: from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio, and the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty.
1: And now, here is Armstrong and Getty.
0: Live
1: from Studio C. Seeing your a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey, everybody, with Joe back. Today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. How could it be anybody but Vladimir Zelensky? Really looking forward to hearing what you have to say about all this stuff, because you haven't been on the show since Thursday, and man, there has been a lot has happened in the world. Amen. Oh, Lord, a I lot say. Of my, a lot of my favorite uh, geopolitical thinkers there's been a an earthquake in the structure of the world, permanently, uh, in the last three days, so we'll be talking about that. Crank up that music, Michael, it's an information party. Woo! You don't come to a party with music over in the corner softly. You want it loud, you want people dancing, you want them eating hors d'oeuvres. Ah. <laughs> That's what you want. The other thing we need Let's to figure out before we get into the very... The other thing we got to figure out before we get into the really, really serious stuff and start hearing Joe's opinion on all these different things is, um, uh, I didn't talk apparently enough about uh, where you were or anything like it. You just weren't on the show, and many people assumed you had died. That's an interesting came, assumption.
0: I feel fine.
1: And the and the question came up is at what point can people start to
0: date Judy? What are the rules on that? <laughs> It's a tad hasty, but at least, you know, people wanted to know the rules. Generally, rule number one, generally, wait till after the memorial service.
1: (laughs) Uh, I do uh, want to hear what you have to say about all these different things, because I've been talking to myself uh, and a a bunch of great guests uh, for a couple of shows. But uh, if you're just tuning in, here's where we are today, and it's a sickening situation for the world. And I think everybody's feeling is the same. Uh, can't we do something about this? So you got a forty-mile-long convoy of tucks, trucks, and tanks, and soldiers, and bombs, and who, who knows what else, headed toward Kiev. To Kiev, and they're gonna slaughter civilians by the thousands, most likely. And it's moving at a snail's pace, completely out in the open, on a two-lane road, very slowly. And if you look at it, you think couldn't we take this out, or can't somebody take this out in, like, 15 minutes of work? Are we just going to let this 40-mile convoy of death slowly make its way to Kiev and kill all these innocent men, women, and children? Apparently the world is.
0: (sighs) It's the difficulty of facing off against a nuclear power headed up by a perhaps unstable, certainly megalomaniacal leader. It's it's awful. It's 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 terrible. I just happened to be reading before the show began a uh, commentary by a guy who's very sober, but probably too sober, saying, Look, we all have the same urge. We all want to do the same thing, but we've got to think about what what that might cause and what's gonna happen when the dust settles and blah blah blah. I was like, oh, my God, I don't even want to read this. I just want to get fired up. I want everybody to come together. I want every drone the United States owns to unleash hell on that that convoy about to encircle and and, and burn and torture the, the innocents like you've been describing. But I just, I don't know. I don't know. So if somebody's got nuclear
1: weapons, they get to hold up the world and just do unthinkable things, and we say, well, you got nuclear weapons. Great question is that the way it works? So if the bully's strong enough he just gets to beat you up every day.
0: Well, until a moment comes when uh, those bullied say, "All right, we're going to die anyway. Let's uh let's whoop a little ass." We're getting shockingly close to that moment in my opinion. The 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 earthquake you're discussing, the change in the world order has just been remarkable. Whether it's uh, Sweden and Switzerland uh, uh, revoking their God, century old neutrality. The new guy. They were neutral told. during World War they were neutral during World War II for crying out loud. Right, right. Germany's new guy saying, Yeah, we're gonna start exporting arms again and we're gonna start building up our military like we're supposed to. I thought Angela Merkel was tough. She was nothing. I love this new guy.
1: Yeah, and it all happened, um, completely unexpectedly over the weekend. And as we talked about yesterday, and I don't know if you saw this, it all turned, according to the Washington Post, from that video conference, they were on the on with Zelensky over the weekend. And when he said, this is the last time you might see me alive, there wasn't a dry eye in the place. And that's the moment that all those world leaders said, F this, and completely changed their point of view on the whole thing. Right. Which is stunning. It, it, That's it, it, why I was talking yesterday. I don't want to repeat the whole show, but I, I, want, I want Joe's reaction to some of this sort of stuff. That's what I was talking about yesterday. It's the best example of the theory of the great man of history that I've ever seen. You have a different guy than Zelensky who follows Joe Biden's directions and leaves the country. This whole thing looks different. Yeah, Zelensky says, no, I'm freaking staying. My family's staying. We're staying. We're going to fight we, to the death. And the world rallies around him and, like you just said, changes policies they've had for centuries about getting involved in the conflicts and arming. You know, it's, just, it's amazing.
0: One guy. Well, and the other thing, not to get off on a tangent, but I think it's such an incredibly important tangent that, that it's worth the time. Uh, you know, uh, Vladimir Zelensky is obviously a very, very bright guy. He made a decision in life. He was going to do entertainment, political entertainment. He won Dancing with the Stars. Have you seen the video? And we he got was that on our Twitter Paddington feed. as well, yeah he, he he won
1: Dancing with the Stars Ukraine Edition in two thousand and six. You should see the outfits they 're pretty impressive pretty pretty impressive
0: but i I have actually seen a short clip of it, and it it was uh, odd um, I mean odd in the circumstances I mean, yes yes, you think that 's the same guy i 'll be done, yeah, but anyway, so obviously, like, like all of us, he had a number of cho- choices in life. He made that particular choice. Um, but he's obviously a man of enormous character and courage. And I was just, I've been thinking a lot about the contrast between a man like him and a lifelong professional politician who has fashioned their life and their attitudes, uh, you know, in the way that politicians always do. And the idea that we as a people now reflexively reject anything that's not the sort of person. Who's a professional politician? I mean, if you have somebody who's in another industry, and obviously Donald J. Trump got elected president, I'm aware of that. But um, the if even if there's somebody who is in business or a farmer or something for a while, and then as a congressman, you say, "No, no, they don't have nearly enough experience." That sort of thing. I just I've always been cynical about politicians, but this is just this is one of those the sun breaks through moments where you realize we've been railroaded into certain attitudes and choices that aren't necessarily true. And, and, and greatness can come from a lot of different places.
1: Yeah, and a, um, a friend of the Armstrong and Getty show uh, came up with this idea yesterday. But basically what Zelensky did was say to our president, FJB, when, uh, when our president said you should leave the country. I mean, how, how, how Joe Biden is that? How yeah. freaking Joe Biden is that? He suggested the guy leave the country and then, you know, we'll, we'll have a government in exile and we'll apply sanctions and we'll blah, 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 blah. Right.
0: You and your cabinet uh, hightail it. Let your people die. We'll set up a government in exile. God. Zelensky there in his bunker with his uh, flak jacket and his, and his mates laughing and vowing to fight to the last man. What a contrast. Yeah, no kidding. Let's start the show officially, because i got a big question
1: for you. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Tuesday, March 1st, the rent is due, the year 2022. The rent is too damn high. I heard that. And it it actually is too high. Uh, New you and 22 are Armstrong and Getty,
0: and we approve of this program. Let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark.
1: Do prove that you are with us. Do prove that... You will not let us go. Do prove that you indeed are Europeans. And then life will win over death and light will win over darkness. Glory be to Ukraine. This translation of uh, President Zelensky, um, I don't want to use the word begging because that's not the right word. Pleading. With the Europe to uh, to come to even more aid, and as you know, as we've been saying, as that convoy snakes its way toward the capital, I mean, Jesus, this is the slowest unfolding massacre in world history, most predictable, most easily prevented massacre in world history, and at least so far, it looks like it's going to happen. Now that convoy only moved three miles yesterday. There's 17 miles outside of Kiev at this point. It only moved three miles. Combination of supply line problems that Mike Lyons was talking about yesterday where they just can't get gas and tires and fan belts and everything to all these vehicles and get them stretched across. And uh, never-ending attacks by the Ukrainians, you know, blowing up bridges and you destroy one big tank on the road and everybody gets stuck behind them and that sort of thing. But um, So our president is giving his first State of the Union address tonight. Is there anybody in America that is hankering for that? Is there anybody that feels, you know what I want is your good old-fashioned, cynical, laundry list of crap. They stand up, they sit down, partisan crap in the face of what we've been talking about for the last several days. I I, I think, so Joe Biden's approval ratings are uh, in at Trump's lowest. He's at 37% right now in the new ABC Washington Post poll. I think after
0: tonight's State of the Union address, he could go into the 20s I if think anybody tunes in. It's possible and it's deserved. In answer to your original question about hankering for the speech, the only reason I'm going to tune in to the beginning of it is I want to hear that we are taking every measure to punish Putin's Russia, not leaving oil off the table for the love of all that's holy, doing everything within our grasp, short of, you know, bombing runs, uh, to help Ukraine.
1: Um, geez, we already need to take a break. But um, Chuck Todd on Meet the Press even said, I, "He said I feel like if he talks about anything other than Ukraine, it's really going to come off poorly." I would agree. Chuck Todd, Chuck sleepy eyed Chuck Todd said, "If I hear the world
0: words build back better, I just don't think that's going to work." Wow. Yeah, I would agree. He is a man without a constituency, Biden. And, and the one he had, the kind of grudging, well, I guess he's better than Trump. I mean, that's going away. So how does mailbag look? Oh, it's very good. And we've got a, a fabulous freedom-loving
1: quote of the day. There's another question about the State of the Union address. And it would be easy to keep your eye on from the very beginning. I know I'm going to be watching for. All that stuff on the way. Text line 415-295-KFTC.
0: Armstrong.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Vladimir Zelensky speaking to the EU today. And uh, once again, his interpreter broke down emotionally, translating what he had to say, probably for good reason.
0: Um, More details on what the latest is coming up. Stay with us. Oh, to have a time machine or psychic powers or something to know how this all shakes out uh, but we humans don't get that so here's your freedom loving quote of the day i could not love this more from cs lewis for this is what it means to be a leader to be in to be first in every desperate attack and last in every desperate retreat and when there's hunger in the land, as there must be now and then in bad years, to wear finer clothes and laugh louder over a scantier meal than any man in your land. And uh, the line about the wear finer clothes struck me as a little odd. Then I pictured uh, Vladimir Zelensky in his camis and his, uh, his flak jacket. What finer clothes could there be for a leader at that moment? God dang it. Mailbag. Jack, I just wanted to write in this evening and tell you what a fabulous show you did on Monday morning. Right, well, Tyler and many other people, you brought your A game, Jack. While the other half was out trolling around the golf course while the biggest news story of our lifetimes was playing out. LOL. <laughs> Can't wait to hear Joe's perception, etc. Keep fighting the good fight. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it, listener. Since day one,
1: we were comparing it to when, uh, either when Barack Obama golfed during uh, some Syrian thing happened. Oh boy. Not a good or when look. He, or when he
0: wore the tan jacket. <laughs> I was wearing tan shorts. And uh, then this from Emma. Yay, Joe's back. Thank you. Sorry I was gone. I was rather committed financially and otherwise to my little trip, but uh, I apologize for not being at my duty station. Moving along, guys, writes uh, the always saucy Paolo. Uh, Europe is beginning to take the Russian threat seriously. Germany not only suddenly reversed decades of Nazi-induced aversion to anything military, but is also reconsidering nuclear energy in light of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And he doesn't mention it, but Germany's dependence on the Russian bear. Switzerland breaking neutrality, freezing Russian assets. These are significant changes, and they happen fast.
1: Oh, yeah. No more Swiss banks. The the, the legendary put your money in a Swiss bank because it's untouchable. They said no, no. Oligarch, sorry, you're out of luck. That's
0: incredible. Meanwhile, Jen Psaki got up and pushed renewable energy to stop dependence on foreign oil instead of increasing U.S. production.
1: The administration has sounded exactly like it did before this started. They have not grown with this issue the way I feel like a lot of people have, Well, uh, like a lot of European countries have. Uh, we're, they're just saying the same old crap joe biden yesterday made me so freaking mad he once again and if he unleashes this tonight uh, uh at the state of the union address he should his approval rating should go into the teens he did another one of those republicans are trying to keep black people from voting speeches yesterday oh my god in the midst of this
0: uh, just unreal it's disgusting disgusting Paolo goes on, can't let our progressive religious beliefs be compromised, not even by six thousand nuclear warheads in the hands of glory seeking old commies. I guess that particular existential threat is no longer fashionable. Yeah, it's a good point. I love your line. He has they haven't grown with it. No, they haven't. Utterly incompetent. Um, and on a slightly lighter note, uh, let's see. Boz in Wichita was last listening to our discussions via podcast last week's discussions about entropy and the tendency of things to fall apart, apart and what a precious gift civilization is and how we have to protect it. And he says, regarding entropy, anybody that doesn't believe in entropy has never owned a house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The or tendency is, it... is for things to fall apart. Or hasn't reached the age of 50 yet.
1: <laughs> um... Right. Uh, We got got the latest news on a whole bunch of different fronts for you. And I'll tell you, one of the things you really got to look for in the State of the Union address tonight that you'll be able to recognize right off the bat.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Mr. President, should Americans be worried about nuclear war? No.
1: Well, that was short. So uh, I think that was after Biden was giving his absolutely reprehensible, unconscionable uh, address where he once again claimed Republicans are trying to keep black people from voting. I can't believe that he's sticking with that crap. While the world is paying attention to Ukraine and seeing the, the bravery of people laying down their lives for their countries. Anyway, as he is walking out of that address, somebody yelled, Are, are you worried? Uh, should the Americans be worried about nuclear war? And he just said, No. Which seems a little flip given the, uh, the uh, subject matter. Maybe when the biggest or second biggest nuclear power, I keep hearing. Both Are we the biggest or Russia's the biggest? Russia has the most bombs, but we have the most capability. Okay,
0: so it's a tie. (laughs) That is my Um, understanding of it, yeah. uh,
1: When Russia has threatened or or used the word nuclear aggressively three times in a week, perhaps the president should uh, stop and uh, throw out another sentence or two besides just no as he walks off. To me. Um, Richard Engel of NBC News out today. This is what we were talking about earlier. That long convoy that's headed into the capital of Kiev. Perhaps the biggest risk calculation, the moral dilemma of the war so far, I would say so. A massive Russian convoy is about 30 miles from Kiev. When he tweeted this, it was 30 miles. It is now 17, according to NBC News, 17 miles from town. The U.S.-NATO could likely destroy it, but that would be direct involvement against Russia and risk everything. Does the West watch in silence as it rolls? Well, so far, that looks like what
0: we're going to do. Well, it's how do you define watching in silence? Uh, now, we, they, everybody, are selling the Ukrainians or giving them arms as fast as we can. Can we just hand them the joysticks for our best drones and say, if you need to borrow these for a couple of weeks, that'd be fine with us? Because we're openly giving them arms. Sure. What's the limit to that? Is it That's personnel? A... We can't have our joystick guy on the joystick or what? That's a weird game of
1: geez, we've talked about this for years with all kinds of different conflicts all proxy wars how come you can train a pilot from another country give them the plane and the bombs they're going to drop but you're not directly
0: responsible
1: Well, for Putin's some reason in little world-
0: green men I think he's aware of the concept of uh, proxy forces and people who aren't quite what they seem to be I mean please So as I heard one military guy describe on uh, cable news today,
1: it would take about 15 minutes to wipe up that convoy if we just gave the go-ahead today. We've got planes close enough in the air. We could take out that convoy in 15 minutes. Um, But we're not going to because that would be seen as a, a direct confrontation of Putin that might lead to nuclear war. But we can hand them all kinds of gear so that they can take out
0: the convoy. Okay. Those are the rules. Well, and I got a little ahead of myself. I brought up drones because I was just reading that uh, the Ukrainians, who have a reasonable, well, I don't know, they have some drones with capability to drop some pretty heavy payloads, um, have been using those to harry and destroy parts of the enormous convoy, not a significant part at all. But I just wonder, just all the, all the Predator Reaper drones, That can we just, like, lend them to them for a while? I mean, you got to think- do something about that convoy before it chokes Kiev to death and kills, what, hundreds of thousands? Because the word is, and and judging by Putin's activities in Syria and, and, and various other places, he's more than happy to slaughter a population. Well, yeah. Um, those of you who didn't follow what
1: was going on in Syria, as we would talk about it now and then, the world just wasn't interested. Putin has no problem with bombing a hospital and killing a whole bunch of Men, women and children, doctors, etc. No problem. He's done it over and over and over again. The only reason he hasn't done it yet, most guesses are, is because he's on TV. Nobody was paying attention in Syria. Now he's on TV. Um We'll talk we'll we'll play some clips later about various smart people trying to determine whether or not Putin is crazy. Do you think there is actually risk of nuclear war if we get too involved? He would actually do that?
0: Man, that is that is as close to unknowable as you can get. Um, I'd have to put it, my it, money on yes. He's a crazy old man. Well, it, yeah, and, and there are a whole lot of kinds of crazy. I, I just don't know what kind he is at this point. Uh, that's such a horrifying prospect. It, it makes me sick to my stomach to even contemplate it. Um, it's not out of the question. I would say that which is why and this gets back to the question we've asked for so many years the whole plausible deniability thing even if everybody knows what's going on at least if you can say there are no uh, red white and blue flags on those uniforms um you get away with stuff on the international national stage i just i wonder how much we could get away with without pushing that situation of the brink and by we i mean the rest of the world not just the united states but including the united states um and and you know sober minds among us as i mentioned earlier have got to assess what are we willing to risk to accomplish say halting russia's march into ukraine
1: newsweek is reporting that ukrainian officials that voted to give putin the power to do this are now saying this isn't what we meant um that they didn't know that this was what russia was up to uh, if they're if they're openly saying that in russia that's interesting there've been lots of reports this seems to just be the case that the soldiers the actual russian soldiers going into ukraine had no idea what they were about to do right they were told it was a training exercise and or they were being invited
0: and no idea that they were about to
1: kill ukrainians left and right
0: Well, and I'm so sorry I missed the conversation with Mike Lyons the last couple of days uh, because from what I've been reading, just the small unit cohesion and effectiveness is really not good for the Russians, which would absolutely bear out what you were just saying. And uh, you have everything from, you know, the massive protests in the streets to uh, now some of the oligarchs, some of the billionaires, the Russian billionaires, are saying, hey, this is not cool. We need to stop this now. And they're saying it openly from Russia. Did you see the guy crying on TV? He's their uh,
1: head TV anchor for state television. And apparently, if you go on and lie for the president every night for a living, you get paid pretty well. And uh, he broke down crying when he was reporting some of the sanctions. He has a, a villa in Tuscany just down the street from George Clooney and his old lady. Wow. Um. Yeah. And apparently that has been seized. And uh, he started crying. Well, I got
0: a little whiplash here. I assumed you were going to say he started crying because he just couldn't couldn't speak the lies anymore. He couldn't in the face of the unfolding tragedy. No, he, no, he, had, had no Ooh, he was that. He sad lost. about his big house. <laughs> he lost his villa next to George Clooney's house. Jeez. That's that's what he was sad about. F you, two, brother.
1: Two kind of breaking news stories. So President Zelensky just received a standing ovation after pleading for help from the European Parliament, I assume by video call. Once again, his translator kind of broke down as she was translating his please for help and and, and patriotic messages. but um, So there's that. And uh, and this, the Washington Times reporting, Russia has warned residents of Kiev to leave as the convoy gets closer. What that is, and they did that in Syria, uh, and they've done that in other places, what that is, they say, we're coming, leave. And then they feel like, we gave you the warning, we told you, they, they allow a little corridor for you to get out. That's basically... Not on us If once we start bombing indiscriminately if you die because we told you to leave. That's, so that's what's coming. And that's what we might see on our TVs starting tonight and for the next couple of days. And again, the question is, are, is the world just going to watch that happen out of fear of getting into a nuclear war? It sure looks like it. And I'm not advocating one way or the other. It's just
0: kind of shocking. Well, and this may be the first and last time you ever hear me utter these words, but thank God for Twitter. Because uh, the Russian special forces are going to root out every news reporter, every camera crew, and, and demand that they cease. But every cell phone, every smartphone in, in Kiev and in Ukraine will, will broadcast the horror to the world. And thank God for it. I, I hope Internet service continues to function on some level.
1: I was just looking at a picture in the New York Post of some collaborator. He was collaborating with the Russians there in Kiev, and he was uh, upside down naked and taped to a telephone pole. Mm. wrapped him in all kinds of uh, like packing tape
0: like you would use at UPS. Is he still was... wasting the precious oxygen of Ukraine? I'm uh, not sure. Hmm. Having a rough Hard. day, we can agree on that.
1: Hard to tell from that picture if he's uh, still with us or not. Let me uh, ask Mr.
0: Mussolini. Mm. He doesn't have anything to say.
1: So here's one thing you got to look for tonight at the State of the Union address. Right off the bat, you'll be able to know. So they've dropped mandatory masks for the State of the Union address. It's now optional. Oh well, the Republicans are all going to go without the mask, but the Democrats got to make a choice. Am I going to be mask guy or girl or not? I don't have the cover of it's mandatory anymore. Am I going to do the virtue signaling? I'm wearing a mask thing, or am I yes. going to not? <laughs> you think you, so? You think you're going to have half the chamber in masks just out of
0: Solidarity with something? I don't even know what it is. I know. I, I know. It's it's the vestiges of Trump derangement syndrome. Well, ha- having spent the evening last night catching up on the news, I noticed that our president, who admittedly is as old as the horseless carriage, and Flat his advocate, uh, bride, there. that's right, sir, um, the two of them got off Marine One, the helicopter there uh, on the White House grounds, and walked across the wide-open lawn next to nobody with their freaking masks on. Right. So, yeah, I I suspect you're going to see the Democrats masked up. And and that will be clown them even more clownishly than they've already clowned. And I will enjoy
1: that moment. Does Biden walk in in a mask and take it off when he gets to the podium? Yes, uh, 100%. is, Is Kamala sitting right behind him with a mask on, do you think? Whole time. Wow.
0: Good for you. Knock yourself out. Only chance Nancy has in the midterms? Tear up Biden's speech this time. You old witch. <laughs> you old witch. Well, that's the sort of discourse you've brought today. That was showing restraint. <laughs>
1: um, we got a lot more angles, and of course you can join us on the text line anytime at four one five two nine five 295 kftc I'm kind of in- interested in that conversation, if it's Putin crazy or not. More people weighing in on that. More people who are, you know, at a pretty high level of uh, being able to make that sort of
0: decision, who think he's at least lost it somewhat. Well, with your approval, I don't want to be too hip to the room because though I was on a golf vacation, I was following the stuff obsessively and glued to the TV when I was not whacking a white ball, bo- actually a yellow ball, around the golf course. Uh, how about uh, the first segment of next hour we go big on the does Putin have his marbles? I like it. Yeah, okay, fantastic. Stay with us, folks. Don't go away. Armstrong. the Armstrong and Getty show according to authorities in kharkiv at least 10 people were killed in that and we are definitely noticing a steady climb in the number of civilian casualties you can hear behind me now uh the air raid sirens are starting up once again we've already heard them a couple of times today
1: that's Clarissa Ward with CNN, talking about the civilian casualties. Those numbers are starting to climb. Unfortunately, that seems to be the case. So uh, Vladimir Zelensky, president of Ukraine, got a standing ovation after a plea for help with the European Union. Uh, diplomats and ambassadors walked out of the room when Lavrov, the Russian spokeshole, started to talk. But these sorts of gestures and uh, on one side and patriotism on the other side Uh, You know, might not amount to much in the face of brute strength unless somebody can stop it. And this has been the concern for a lot of people, you know, kind of a feel good story over the weekend. Um, You know, the underdog holding tough, but uh, looking more and more like Putin might have just been who knows what poking to see what the response would be or taking it slow or whatever. But he's rolling his might in now. Rockets have killed civilians in Kharkiv, and they're about to. The Russians are about to take a key Ukrainian port that is on the verge of falling. That would be the first like major success that the Russian military has had so far, as this stretches into day number six. There also have been reports that, um, and I heard the opposite earlier, so it's confusing to me that. Um, Belarusian Belarusian forces have joined the Russians. I thought I heard earlier that they were not going to do that, but they have. Well, I know they're the denying
0: Russians. it, but uh, who knows the ah, truth? Ah, that's it.
1: They're just they're just didn't, yeah. you know what it was. It was a stupid media source taking the talking points from an enemy and reporting it as news, which happens Correct. a lot, and it's very frustrating. <laughs> uh, no, the Belarusian troops have joined the Russians and are uh, pouring into Ukraine from a different their direction. neighbor
0: damn them. I mean that. So a couple of thoughts on the things you were just saying, uh, leading up to the more important one. Um, uh, you know, I, I am persuaded that the Russians grotesquely and grossly uh, underestimated the grid of the ukrainian forces and they thought they could so quickly move and surround various key points that resistance would be futile and that they could take control of the country without slaughtering so many people they would be seen as the worst most horrific and hated invaders in the history of the region um they have failed at that and now putin is willing to way, uh, lay waste to uh, civilians But from the perspective of the rest of the world, to your point, which is a great one, lip service and hashtag activism are worse than nothing. They're worse than ignoring it because they take the energy that could be used to do something substantial and they open the steam valve and they convince countries and people and diplomats that they've done something by applauding Zelensky and Ukraine. And it's moving, and it's beautiful, and it's nice. But if it's merely lip service, damn you, shut up. We don't need it. Yeah, like what President Zelensky
1: said over the weekend, I don't need a ride, I need ammunition. You need you need actual stuff to fight. And uh, that is highly troubling, highly troubling, what is going on today. And we could have a couple of days that are really awful to watch on television. I don't know why Putin went about it the way he did. He damn near pulled it off. He damn near pulled it off. Mike Lyons on Friday on this show said, I don't even know why Germany's in NATO anymore. We should kick him out. That's where we were on Friday. Germany is by far the biggest economy in Europe. I was looking all this stuff up yesterday. By far. They're a third again bigger than Great Britain and France. And Germany was no help whatsoever until, it appears, Zelensky made that impassioned plea, you may never see me alive again, video call over the weekend. But so Putin was this close to pulling it off that way. If Zelensky had followed our president's weak-ass orders to get out of the country and Germany had held firm, then I think he would have just rolled in and taken over the country. That's how close it was.
0: By the way, of course, he still might with a whole bunch of dead people. Right, right, indeed. If you're not uh, up on this, one day after Germany reversed its long-standing policy against sending weapons to war zones, they delivered a 1,000 anti-tank weapons and 500 Stinger anti-aircraft defense systems to Ukraine, German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, who was a fairly unknown quantity internationally, announced that Germany would substantially boost its own defense spending, pledging to adhere to the recommended 2% of GDP, and told lawmakers in Germany, look, we've got to overcome our dependence on our energy imports, we're going to build out liquefied natural gas natural gas terminals. Um, uh, let's extend the life of nuclear power plants slated to close this year. Let's look at the building some new ones. Enough. So that's huge, as you say. Sure. And in other parts of the world, Japan
1: announced that they uh, want to become a nuclear power now. That they want to get a nuclear weapon. There's there 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 are a lot of things happening. Um. The, I, I have listened to some commentary about, uh, oh, Germany's re-arming, rearming for the first time since World War II. Well, that can't go wrong. Um, I don't know.
0: As a professional uh, humorist, it's rather an obvious joke. Um, yes, it's funny. Ha, 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 world wars, et cetera. Ha, ha, ha. You're right. Uh, on the other hand... <sighs> You can't always be thinking a hundred years ahead. It's unfortunate, but there's an enormous crisis, crisis now. There's a malign actor that's threatening the peace of the globe. You got to build up against him. You just have to. Oh, how much time I got, Michael? Darn
1: it because I had a heavy question. Well, I'll have to save the heavy question. you can't you can't oh. throw out a heavy question with 30
0: seconds to go. I'll do a little stretching. I'll get ready.
1: Some of yeah. the smart people who know weighing in on whether or not Putin's lost his marbles we'll kick off hour 2 with that.
0: And and probably not like some sort of crazy psychic break, but more a drift away from the uh, you know, the common sense that Moore's a good leader to the ground. We will discuss.
1: If you miss an hour of the show, grab the podcast armstrongandgetty.com.
0: Armstrong
1: and Getty.